I'm Mike Brady, and this is the PowerCast. Welcome to another edition of the PowerCast, brought to you by our company, CCPS. It is our mission to help you keep your facilities and important things in those facilities powered up safely, reliably, and efficiently. And we do that uh, a number of different ways. But we are basically your turnkey electrical system management firm. My name is Mike Brady. I'm one of the co-founders of CCPS. And we do the PowerCast each and every day, Monday through Friday, to give you a little bit of value and insight and, and knowledge that you can take with you into your facilities uh, so that you can, uh, you know, operate them more effectively. And Mondays we do safety meetings for you. And Fridays we do the news. Thursdays we cover some new products or, or products out in the market that you may or may not know about. And then Tuesdays and Wednesdays are reserved for us to kind of deep dive into the NFPA and the, the standards, right? Uh, NFPA 70B, 70E, NFPA 110, and NFPA 37. Uh, among other things. So uh, today we're going to jump into the NFPA 70B, which is the recommended practice for electrical equipment maintenance. And the latest edition is uh, 2016. So uh, let's look at chapter 28 of the NFPA 70B. It's titled Uninterruptible Power Supply or UPS Systems. The basic function of the uninterruptible power supply, or UPS, is to preserve power to electrical or electronic equipment. Most UPS systems are intended to provide regulated power to prevent power supply fluctuations or aberrations that can damage or cause malfunction of sensitive electrical electronic equipment, such as computers and process controllers. A UPS system represents a sizable investment in equipment specifically installed to provide a reliable, regulated power to equipment. Therefore, it's essential that the UPS system be maintained in a manner that the UPS itself will not fail. So, uh, chapter 28.1.1 says the general recommendations in this chapter can be applied to all UPS systems. However, it should be noted that the UPS systems are equipment-specific, and as a result, manufacturer's instructions should be followed carefully in the performance of any maintenance on UPS equipment. So there's a couple different ways you can go about maintaining your equipment. Uh, you can contact a, a, a manufacturer, um, the manufacturer of the equipment, and they can maintain it uh, typically, or even third-party third uh, service companies can do those maintenance tasks as well. Uh, some manufacturers do not have uh, uh, or do not give those third-party uh companies the authorization to use the the proprietary software in case there's uh, things that need to be done internally on those software systems but nonetheless those third-party companies can coordinate with those manufacturers if that should ever be something that is needed so uh, the maintenance program should include uh, or should be planned at the time the ups system is put into service so to provide an early attention to ensuring the continuing reliability of the system. The development of an EPM program should not be deferred until the end of the warranty period. Um, and, you know, and anybody that sells you a UPS system and, and sells you an installation of that system typically should offer some type of an extended maintenance plan and, and program. And, and if, if they don't, then um, that may be something that you want to ask them about. 
Uh, maintenance should be scheduled at times that will least affect operations. Actual maintenance procedures should not be started until the users have been notified. Uh, only fully trained and qualified persons with proper test equipment should perform UPS maintenance, of course. And uh, so now let's go into really kind of uh, the, the different types of UPS systems. There's two types of UPS systems. Um, a static and a rotary, right? So some uh, some systems are hybrid versions that incorporate some features of both. But a basic rotary system is essentially a motor generator that uh, uh, generator set that provides isolation between the incoming power supply and the load that buffers um, the out power supply aberrations by flywheel mechanical inertia effect. A static unit rectifies uh, incoming AC power to DC and then inverts the DC into AC, uh, the proper voltage and frequency as input power to the load. A battery bank connected between the rectifier and inverter sections ensures an uninterrupted supply of DC power to the inverter section. So in the UPS industry, the term module refers to a single self-contained enclosure containing the power and control elements needed to achieve uninterrupted operation. These components include transformers, rectifier, inverter, and protective devices. Now, UPS systems can consist of one or more UPS modules connected in parallel, either to increase the capacity or system power rating, or to provide redundancy in the event of a module malfunction or failure. So, um, then it goes on to give you a couple different figures that illustrate a typical single module static three-phase UPS configuration. Um, also, uh, illustrates a typical multi-module static three-phase UPS con uh, configuration and... Um, if, if you want to look at that and get a copy of the NFPA 70B, you can uh, by going on to NFPA.org um, and order it. And uh, what is the price? It's I want to say it's $79 or $49, something around there. But um, So almost all UPS systems comprise of these common elements. Disconnecting means bypass and transfer switches, protective devices and power switch gear, molded case circuit breakers and fuses, Depending on the type of UPS, the static, rotary, or hybrid, the system might also include transformers, batteries, a battery charger, a rectifier, inverter unit, um, and a motor generator set for the rotary system. The system might also be supported by a standby generating unit to permit operations to continue during the sustained power outages. So, um, lots to learn about UPSs and clearly I can't cover everything here on a seven or eight minute podcast but uh, if you would like more information regarding UPS systems or anything else that we cover please feel free to reach out to me uh, you can find me at LinkedIn and, and connect with me it's linkedin.com slash IN slash critical power pro or you can email me at mike at ccpspower.com always always love to hear from you love your questions, your feedback. And if you uh, have anything at all that you need from us, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, if you haven't done so already, you can go on to iTunes or, or, or um, Amazon or Google, any of the podcast platforms that you listen to the PowerCast on and, and subscribe to our podcast. Um, Anchor.fm is where we record the podcast. And what you can do there is you can go on you can uh, download the Anchor app onto your iOS or Android device. 
You can uh, subscribe to the PowerCast, and then you can send us audio messages through the app, which is kind of cool. So that's just another way that you can reach out to us. That is it for today. I hope you guys are having a great start to the week. It's Tuesday. Muscle through it and uh, do everything to the best of your ability. Always be safe. And we look forward to talking to you guys tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the PowerCast by CCPS. I'm Mike Brady.